1: Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, with me, Dr. Andy Harper, as your host. Um, a little bit about me, I am a doctor of chiropractic, I'm a certified animal chiropractor, an ex-consciousness facilitator, and Energetic Magic with Animals practitioner. Today is July 6, 2015. Um, I am here in Denver, Colorado. It is raining, dreary, and cold. What's that all about? How can it get any better? Um, and I am here today to empower you to know what you know about your animals. Um, last week, we had uh, our guest, Kelsey, uh, Chelsea Kent, um, with the magic of what you feed your dog to avoid cancer. We have had her on, This is that's our second show, and we're talking about nutrition and some different um, ideas, um, some stuff outside the box, um, some more information about are you ready to go, you know, people kind of talk about it in levels to so the next level to feed Rod, to, to look at some dehydrated foods going beyond kibble. Um, And some of the questions we looked at in that show, and this was last week, and you can find that all in the archives at A2Zen.fm, is how will changing your dog's diet help reduce the risk of cancer and other diseases? Um, What foods are helpful for fighting cancer? Uh, What foods should totally be avoided? And Chelsea Kent's been the owner-operator of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado now um, since 2007. And a couple of the things we briefly touched touched on in that show was our favorite new tip and tool for um, doggy owners is soaking kibble. If you do feed kibble, is to actually soak it, especially if you live in a dry climate um, like we do here in the uh, Mile High City in um, Colorado, is soaking that food four to 12 hours in water. When she was on the previous show, and that was I think May, I couldn't tell you the date, unfortunately. Um, I heard soak, this is what I heard, (laughs) soak that kibble in the goat's milk we talked about. She was talking about in the water. When we talked about it again in the cancer show, if you do actually soak any of the food, be it the raw kibble, anything in the fermented goat's milk from Answers, it actually will ferment the food, which actually allows for easier digestion because it's going to populate all of that good bacteria that's going to help the gut and that's going to help the gut so the body's not so stressed. So if you want to take it um, one step further, you can soak that kibble or any of the food in the fermented goat's milk. If you're feeding kibble, happy with kibble, um, we do recommend, especially if you're in a dry co- climate, to soak it for 12 to 4 out, four to 12 hours. Um, and we did go through a couple clearing statements in that show. You know how many decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations you have about cancer, or what. Um, can and cannot be changed for your animal with ease and then everything that is times a godzillion will you destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And we did talk a lot about the energetics of cancer and the energetics of routine and the energetics of your mindset um, around when your animal is diagnosed with cancer and all of your choices with that. So I recommend listening to that show. Um, I'm going to jump right into today's show, um, which is "Ask Dr. Andy Anything About Animals." is is today um, today's show, and I'm going to get to how you can contact me and how you can get your questions to me here in a minute. But uh, the other, like the two big things we talk about in my office and on these shows with Chelsea, is the fermented goat's milk, and the fermented fish stock. And when I would recommend this to people in my office, go talk to Chelsea, go check this out, go look this up on the website, go pick this up, whatever that is. um, They're like, well, I'm already doing fish oil. Um, And that got me thinking about, okay, so why would I switch? Why would anyone switch? If I'm already doing what my veterinarian and what all the popular media is telling me to do is give them fish oil on their food, um, why would I switch to fermented fish? fermented fish stock. So I went and looked that up. And the reason we do um, fish oil or fish stock is you need to rebalance the omega-3s with the omega-6s. And that's why your veterinarian, your dog walker, the gal at the store where you buy your dog food is going to recommend this to reduce inflammation. Because if your omega-6s, which come from meat, which come from um, not the so healthy sources of omegas are out of balance with your threes. If your threes are too low, you're going to have oxidative damage to your body occurring. Um, and so if you can get your omega threes up or get the correct ratio of sixes and threes, you're going to reduce inflammation, you're going to reduce oxidative stress on the entire system, and your animal is going to be healthier. Um there was really, from what my research showed, um, if you're getting a really high quality, oxygen-free, chemical-free, low heat oil, and your animal does well on that, you may not need to switch to fermented fish stock. My standard poodle, who I talk about all the time, Jack's, never did well on any of the oils I tried. It always gave him heartburn. And if your dog is prone to pancreatitis, you might want to look at the fish stock because you don't want the higher fat level of the oil. Um, just a couple things to. Um, look at and think about why you're doing something um maybe prompt some more questions about it and then if you want to switch or not i find the stock actually is easier to work with um, than the oil and a few of the other things that is on let me find their website really quick for you answers about their fermented fish stock it um Contains glycoaminoglycans, which are GAGs, and that's a major component of your joint cartilage, your glucosin, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid, so it's great for joint health. Um, It's also an excellent source of iodine, um, and that contains thyroid nutrients. Um, If you have a low-functioning thyroid, generally a supplement will have iodine in it because it'll help produce some thyroid nutrients, so it's going to help with um, a lower-functioning thyroid. Um, and you add this, and we talked about this, diet to dogs um, that are on a low-protein diet for kidney disease. Um, Chelsea actually talks about the pros and cons of doing that period in the very first nutrition show we did. So this, The fish stock is going to contain high amounts of arginine, which is required to metabolize the protein waste and reduces blood pressure, which takes the stress off the kidneys. Kidneys are a Fantastic little organs that do a lot in the body, and if you can support them, the whole system's going to do well. And the fish stock contains gelatin, which is beneficial for lining the digestive system to aid in the healing of leaky gut syndrome, colitis, and a barrier to bacteria. So that's where that fermentation comes in, and all the good bacteria that's going to get in the gut and help support that. Um, it's high in glycine, which is an essential amino acid, and it helps regulate the making of bile salts. Secretion of gastric juices, also required for liver detox. And they are fermented for- fermented sardines. Um, I've gotten quite used to it. I actually don't even notice um, that it does smell like fish, which it does. It's fish stock. Um, you can go to, like I said, AnswersPetFood.com or to HeroesPets.com for more information. Um, I do have a question from Sean in the chat room. Um, about fermented goat's milk or fish stock or both when I was talking about the soaking. I do just the goat's milk and add the fish in the morning. I think you could do both. I don't, I, I, or you could do just the fish stock. Both of them are fermented and both of them will produce um, similar results with the food if you soak it in it. So like I said earlier today, today is Ask Dr. Andy Anything About Animals Day and I have a bunch of questions that either I've gotten, uh, uh, Sean has gotten, Stephanie's, our office has gotten over, I don't know, the last month or so, and we always jot it down. Some I had to go do some research on. I would be s- ecstatic if we got some in the chat room today, um, live. would love to answer those. Anything you have about animal chiropractic care, essential oils, access consciousness, anything. Bring it. So throughout this hour, I continue to invite you to ask your questions, share your animal stories, and join us on this radio adventure. And you can reach me in a variety of ways. You can call them in at 815 880 8255 in the US, 613 800 8736 in Canada, UK zero three three zero 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 one zero six two five. You can Skype them in at a2zen.fm. And chatting them in tends to be um, the preference these in these days and that's www.a2zen.fm along the top choose chat room follow the directions um and come join us there's actually more conversation going on in the chat room that actually makes it live and before we get started as we do with every show although I did kind of get started already um let's expand out let's expand out as big as the room you're in as big as the building as big as the town As big as the country, as big as the world, forward, back, up, down, all directions, as big as the universe. Let's ask all of our animals to join us. And what would the animals like the world to know? So we already got questions going on in the chat room here. Let me back up. We got to Shauna's question about soaking the food. Let me find Tracy. Oh, and Tracy asks, is fermented fish stock good for cats, too? Yep. Um. Both of the containers safe for dogs, but both the goat's milk and the fish stock can be given to cats. Um, and I do. Um, I don't. The the my standard poodle who is 13 years and I don't know how many months, um, and is having some issues. He gets he gets everything. But so do my younger dogs that aren't having any problems. So do my one year old cats that aren't having any what we would call problems in this reality. Um, so, maybe we can support them better and we don't have anything down the line. So, it's never too early to start it and it's never too late to start it. So, yeah, um, my cats eat both of them. Um, and actually, my my kittens I got at eight weeks and they're, they're litter mates. And I have, con- they were raw fed from the start and they were continually given a bunch of different foods and different flavors. So, I was hoping to maybe. Dodge the bullet on the picky kitty eating, and so when I put in the goat's milk or the fish stock, they're like, really? All right, I'll eat that, and that was the entire objection. Now, I know my Text Stephanie, her cats who are years older, and this is all new to them, it took, I think, a f- couple of weeks for them to decide it wasn't poison, and that the goat's milk was okay to drink, so you have to keep offering, and keep offering, and I just put it right over their raw food, um, so I don't, I, we didn't ask Chelsea, I don't know how cats are about Their soaked kibble. Um, If you can't seem to get your cat off of the kibble, maybe this is a nice compromise to soak it in the goat's milk, um, get some more liquid in the kitties, because kitties tend to have a lot of kidney issues here in Colorado because it's so dry. Get uh, more liquid in them, and they can still have their kibble, because some cats get so addicted to the kibble that you're not going to get them off of it, or you're going to only get them off so much. Um, Instead of beating everybody else, up about it, um, just try to get as much liquid. So maybe soaking is a good um, compromise for everybody involved. Um, and Shauna wanted to share that since the first show at Chelsea, she's changed Orion's diet to raw and have been using fish stock and goat's milk. So Orion actually is probably the biggest proponent to getting these nutrition shows on the air and this information out into the world. Um, and Orion and Shauna, because She was very, Shauna was very confused about Orion's kidney stuff and why was I, why do you feed low protein? Can I feed raw, which is, that's all meat, that's high in protein. What do I do here? So um, we kind of ironed that all out and she got Orion switched all the way to raw, which is not low protein, that's meat, um, using the fish stock and the goat's milk. And he, as far as I know, and, and Shauna can share. She share a little bit here, um, is doing well on it. Didn't crash on it. Didn't have any issues switching. Um, she says here that he's actually gained weight and his coat is much better. So awesome! How does it get any better than that? Um, all right, you're in for a treat. So <laughs> one of one of my um, I have the most adorable little producers, and they they hold my hand every step of the way when I'm here every Monday, and a Rioha in the chat room goes. I've never had a new puppy before. Only older puppies over ten months. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just winging it and looking up stuff on the internet. Um, so she's she's willing to go live or in the chat room. So I have one more question on the fermented goat's milk, and then we'll go back. And it's it's Keisha has a question about it being in a powder form. I am only aware of it in a liquid form, and the only one that. Um, I'm comfortable even feeding my animals is the answer's brand, Um, and they only have liquid. This is not just goat's milk off of the counter in the grocery store. Um, This is actually fermented. That stuff in the grocery store or all of your natural grocers, whatever you may shop at, um, is pasteurized, and that actually promotes, what did Chelsea say, endocrine inhibitors, which means that's actually going to help Slow down all of your hormone-producing organs, like your thyroid. Um, so we try—we're gonna try and stay away from pasteurized, but fermented ox- does kill all of the what we call as bad bacteria and keeps all the good bacteria. So your animal won't get sick, but you get all the benefits. So it just says groovy. Um, let's let's go to a really quick break, and then we'll get Rioja live on the show, and we'll chat about puppies. How's it getting bit better than that?
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life.
1: Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. And I again I invite you to join me. Check out just how easy it is to chat in a question live at a2zen.fm. Click on the chat room along the top of the homepage. You can always email me questions later. We're going to do a smattering of just question shows and so we're going to stockpile them. But if you have something that needs to be addressed. You know, sooner than that, Dr. E at HarpersRidge.com. Now back to our amazing animals. So we're going to have Rioja come on live. Are you there? I am. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. It's
2: sleepy. Cool. <laughs> you sleepy?
1: Because yes, you have a, a new wedding. puppy?
2: Because I have a new puppy. It's almost like having a new baby. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but she's just a sweetheart. Like, just, oh, she's a love
1: so how long has she been with you
2: a week a week a Sunday yeah and you have another dog let's give a little backstory yeah so Riley we adopted her four months ago so she's uh she was 12 months old when we adopted her and she's been raised in a shelter and just another love just both of these dogs are so sweet and um she's already house she she was mostly housebroken she had a few accidents so like I don't know what I'm doing with the puppy but they love each other they play tug of war they um like Riley has become super duper protective if the puppy gets too far away she gets very agitated and like kind of herds her back to her it's just really cute and they already have bonded it's amazing so
1: (laughs) I love watching them yeah awesome so um Rioja has her own radio station and is very familiar with all this access stuff. So we're gonna dive right into that. So everywhere you actually, everywhere you claim you don't know what to do with a puppy, can you uncrate and destroy it all? <laughs> yes. Times a gazillion, right, round good, bad, pod, pot, all nine boy shorts, ambience. So what's the most pressing issue with the um, puppy?
2: going potty? Because we're in an apartment. So she was mostly uh, pad trained. So okay. i I would say probably um which is nice seventy five percent of the time she will use the the pads um but in between um like she dribbles, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have um a little uh, luckily, I've got a little green machine, so we just kind of follow her around and clean up after her, and um i'm I'm not like making her wrong for dribbling, but it's just and then she won't mm-hmm. poop on the pads at all, so okay. um She's not well no, that's she that's actually improving. She's done it like four or five times in the last couple of days, which is nice. But um Cool. <laughs> so where
1: are the pads at? Are they out in uh, the open? To,
2: they're in the next to the doors.
1: Okay, well that's a good place.
2: Where does then she then like to poop? Um next to the bed. And then <sighs> um next to the pad next to the door.
1: Okay, so we're getting closer. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Because uh, what if on some occasion they'd rather not poop in front of everybody, in front of the door, and it's like, wow, all of that, looking at me, possibly? Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. So that tends to be a little bit of why it's behind a chair, behind a couch, on the side of the okay. bed, right? <laughs> you know, because not everybody cares, This, you know, some don't care. Some do, right? So, have you asked okay. Riley to con- contribute to the body training?
2: No, because that would make sense.
1: And, um... <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to now. <laughs> okay, and then you can ask the little puppy, which is Moxie, right? Um, Moxie. Mm-hmm. How about you duplicate how Riley goes potty outside more than inside? Okay. And then you do have to deal with we have a little puppy with a little bladder that can't go as long as the bigger dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and and Shauna, because Shauna is trained in dog training, um, reinforce huge for every time she uses the pad. So do you have so, really really yummy cookies? Like uh, really, really. We yummy have these cookies?
2: peanut butter ones she likes. These little peanut okay. butter. Yeah. Okay.
1: There's like, and then there's like roast beef. Yummy. Oh no. Okay, so Actually, at this the, the point anything we give her, is, she's excited. Right. So right, but if you find something that like, oh my god, how awesome I get that. Okay, when she goes on the pad, which is okay. different than the, you know just the regular cookies, that okay. might make a little bit of a difference and make it a little bit more fun for her, and maybe that's a lick of peanut butter. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be roast beef, but like what some what they really what they call high value. Oh, she loves peanut butter. She's gotten mm-hmm. a couple of peanut butter treats, and she loves that. <laughs> so maybe an actually a, a lick off of a spoon if she uses, you know, something. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, bring out okay. the real stuff. Um, and you can cut down um, on how much by I, I think some people put in yogurt, and they'll make it a little more runny, and it'll go a little farther. So you can mix up okay. just a little bit of something for her. Okay. Ah. Cool.
2: So I have a question about feeding. Yes. When They they had her um, and partly some backstory. So she was rescued from um, a kill shelter in Oklahoma um, mm-hmm. with her mom in like 14. She was the only girl. <laughs> um, and all the puppies developed pneumonia and two mm-hmm. of them passed. So she was in um, intensive care for three weeks. And when we got her, she'd been out of the uh, puppy hospital uh, for about a week. And cool. so she's She's putting on weight, which is awesome. You can no longer count her ribs, so yay! (laughs) Nice. But um, they had her open feeding, Mm -hmm. and because they said that's better for puppies, and I just was curious about that.
1: Um, no. I was like, I was gonna try and sugarcoat it and be diplomatic. I'm like, no. Most animals do not manage that well, and especially if you have two in the household okay they really have a hard time managing them now that doesn't mean she can't have lunch right now if you still need to get some weight on her or hold that puppy over a little longer no you're asking her to go 12 hours between meals not so nice okay right maybe feeding her once or twice between the other dogs feeding okay absolutely but it's actually in the bowl this is meal time you know this isn't play time this isn't let your older sister eat your food (laughs) so you might have to like separate them um but yeah she can have lunch she can have two lunches um and and start spreading yeah yeah but free feeding i'm not a big real big proponent of it's also really hard to know when you have two animals even if they can do it which one's eating all the food or uh, are they getting equal amounts? Or, you know, one day one, one's really fat and one's not. So you can pretty much, you know, and then you, then you have to backtrack and figure out, and then you have to change the routine. So much easier if you, the routine is set and okay. they know what is expected and wh- when they're going to get fed.
2: Oh, so be- she's sniffing on the pad right now.
1: Yay! She just went potty on the,
2: yay! Good girl, <laughs> yes! Oh, Muxy, that's so good potty. Mm very good girl yes you are That's a good go potty yes it was
1: she's she's just a love (laughs) i can't tell by all of all of the smoochy smoochy noises
2: (laughs) oh and now rally needs her pet so now now yeah (laughs) nice thank you so much i feel i feel like oh there was this training system and i'd love to get your opinion on it they've got Mm -hmm. um it's a two room kennel system where there's the bed in one half for puppies, and then the other half um and it's divided with a little opening so they can go back and forth, and the other half has a a potty pad and you can cover it and give it private so like they kind of have their own bathroom and it it looked like a really awesome system, and I was wondering what you if you had an opinion on that
1: um She should grow up to be a big enough dog to be able to hold her pee and doesn't need to learn that, oh, if I just go over here, I can pee where I sleep. Okay. Not necessarily a really good idea. Now, if some dog came from the shelter, they're 12, they're a Yorkie, and they're going to pee no matter what, great idea. That way you have it contained. Um, We don't need to start with her going, oh, if I just go six inches over here, I can pee where I sleep, because most animals don't like that. And that's okay. why a kennel works so nicely is because they don't want to pee where they sleep. They don't even okay. really want to go potty anywhere really near. Um, and so, yeah, not, not a great not idea. That, No, no. Okay. Right now, there's going to be more pee-pee than you like. And, that, and I think <laughs> off the air, we talked about um, a kennel. And okay. a lot of owners, do you feel bad using the kennel? Not really. Okay,
2: cool. Other than she whines and barks until Mm -hmm. she falls asleep, and that's annoying. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's more like I just tried to shut her off, like I ignored it. Cool. Yeah. And where is Riley, and where is she sleeping? So Riley sleeps on the foot of our bed or on the floor next to the bed. And she was very concerned with the puppy, so she slept next to the kennel. Okay. So they have access to be by each other. So cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and if like she's old enough and potty trained, um, I like, I like yeah. having the dog sleep with us, but right now, mm-hmm. I she's wet the bed a few times, so I'm like, I'm tired of washing sheets. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's where kennel training isn't, they're always in the kennel at night for the rest of her life. No, it's just it, it's somewhere that they can go and be safe later in life when you need to or if they do, to, or right now, so you can, you know where they are, they're safe and they're not messing up your stuff. That's all. And then okay. they, they're going to know that that's their fun little safe place. And it's, they tend to like them. Okay. Um, so everywhere else people think kenneling is a bad thing and, and it's mean to puppies. Let's just destroy it all times. A gazillion yeah. right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Um,
2: uh, one, one other question about kennel that just popped in. So, mm-hmm. um, is it really important that the kennel only, like, is wide enough for them to turn around in?
1: Or we'll start imp- to potty in it,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ours has a divider, so I can I can make it make smaller. Make it smaller? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If if she's not, and yeah, right now we're having a little pee-pee issue. Some dogs figure it out right away, and some take a little bit longer. It's not a wrongness either way. Yeah, make it as small as you can. Okay. All she's supposed to do is sleep anyway. She's not supposed to be, you know, kangarooing <laughs> around. Um, and then then make it bigger as you need to. So that's pretty cool okay. that you have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Awesome. It's actually big enough for um, eventually training Riley, too, so they could both be in there. So. Oh,
1: together? Yeah. Does it get big enough? Together.
2: Oh, yeah. It's cool. Plenty big. Yeah. Awesome. So I could even – it's even got two doors, so the way I could do it, so they could both have their own space eventually. So, but I want to get one of them crate trained before I do the other one. <laughs> oh. but maybe that's, uh, I don't know. Should I do it together? Is that a point of view? I, I don't know. I'm... I, I kind
1: of <laughs> stopped me on that. I'm like, I'm like, the thing that popped into my head is like, what else can you add to your life? Right. Uh, okay. And was like, huh, do we need yeah. to wait? Yeah, maybe not. Would and Riley that like her be... own box?
2: A lot, Riley likes to be next to Somebody like she likes mm-hmm. to sleep with somebody next to her. So
1: well, and it's not know. that necessarily that she'll use it for that. But would Riley like her own box?
2: I'm not getting anything right now, but I'll keep asking. No,
1: good. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Okay, so maybe she doesn't that. know what the term I'm using. Is, you know, like, right. okay, would Riley like her own kennel? No. Yeah, I'll play with that a little bit.
2: I will. Yeah. You know, I, I just get the. I kind of get with Riley. She's just pretty happy with anything. That's kind of what I'm getting. Right, like,
1: mm-hmm. I guess, whatever.
2: So, but and so have maybe, you
1: tried making it bigger and having her go in it? No, but she's very really curious about it. So well, the doors are all open. Well, why don't you so. play with that? And she might just be. She may already be quote unquote crate trained, meaning oh, it's not okay. a big issue. Oh, I yeah, might yeah, as well open it up shelter. and try it.
2: Right. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I
1: feel so sure. much more confident now. I'm like, oh, I I got this. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Everywhere where you didn't have it, come on. Right. Go and Create and destroy it. All right. Wrong. Good. Bad. bad I thought, know. Sometimes I'm good.
2: incredibly
1: incredibly cute. Not always real bright. <sighs> like, oh yeah, I
2: can use these tools for dogs too.
0: Yeah. Why do I <laughs> <keep> forgetting that?
1: <laughs> and ask them directly, and ask a lot of duplication of Riley's energy on the behaviors you do like. Okay. Of the puppy. And they're, they're much brighter than we are. They get oh, that so much faster. They both are. They're both so smart, like, crazy
2: smart. So, <laughs> yes. And like I said, I'm so – I forgot, you know, after my other pup passed and my kitty passed, I was, like, just not ready. And I forgot what a contribution they can be. And now, like, it's like they've always been here. <laughs> I can't nice. imagine. Yeah. So, nice. so for all of those who you lost a puppy or a kitty or – Like when I lost Sierra, we'd had her for 10 years and um, they they can contribute to you again. Let yourself grieve and then get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) one. And maybe it's the old one that came back. You know, Mm. I keep calling Riley Sierra. So which is Mm -hmm. my old dog's name. I'm always like, Sierra. I'm like, she's got a very similar energy. So it could be. So very cool. How cool is that? Thank you
1: so much. You're welcome so much. Thank you for joining (laughs) us. My How much present? fun are we having here? Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shauna commented in the the chat room here about when I um, caught up the, the separate um, compartments in the kennel. And, and she said at this age, she disagrees with me. Um, make a puppy ecosystem, a place to sleep, a place to play, and a place to poo. Um, so I guess you're going to have to follow your knowing on that. The energy on this one was this little one was going to take full advantage. Um, It doesn't sound like she's in there during the day, and really she's only there to sleep at night. Um, And so it might be dependent on your situation. If puppy needs more space during the day because you're at work for a longer period of time, um, great, you know, And, and that's where, Every animal is an individual. Every situation is an individual. And you can't just go with, yep, that will work for everybody. That's all. So, but I loved how Shauna put in the puppy ecosystem. So a place to sleep, play, and poop. <laughs> That's awesome. And, yeah, I, you know, I haven't seen them. But, yeah, if your puppy's, you know, you're gone six hours during the day and you have a small puppy, that may be a great contribution Um with what Rioja had going on with Moxie, she really just needs to practice sleeping through the night and not peeing. So we can do that with a smaller area. Doesn't mean that she's not going to whine at 4 a.m. and you got to get up and let her out. Little dogs, little bladders. Um, let's take a break. Um, there's so much extra stuff in the chat room. If you're interested in joining us, go to a2zen.fm and join us in the chat room. Otherwise, we will be right back with more. Ask Dr. Andy anything about animals.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK, or in Canada, 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to DrAndy at HarpersRidge.com. Welcome,
1: welcome um, once again to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio. Along with hanging out with you every Monday on A2Zen.fm, I do have a practice called Harper's Animal Chiropractic Care. It's part of Animal Magic Care, which is a dog-centered family care in Denver, Colorado, where my team and I offer chiropractic care, laser therapy, massage, acupuncture, aromatherapy, energetic magic sessions, dog training, beyond animal communication, bars, pet portraits, telecalls, classes, workshops for animals and their people. You can check out our new website, animalmagiccare.com. It's still under construction. And right now for July, if you're in the Denver metro area, we have a kick-ass July special going on. We're doing 25 for 25. You can come in and get your bars run, or you can come in and do a 25-minute EMA session, or a 25-minute BAC, which is Beyond Animal Communication session, um, over the phone, which is similar to what... um, Rioja and I just did on the air ask questions reading the energy what can we change um, for the animals and for the people Um, so you got a little taste of all of that and so we're running all of that in our little what we call the healing bungalow in Denver Colorado and one of the common questions that kept coming up and up from people is do animals have bars and they do not animals do not have bars and so what are the bars well, the BARS is the um, usually how people are introduced to access as they come across these BARS sessions or a BARS class, which is the first class to access consciousness. And there's 32 points on your heads that when you um, hold them for somebody and they choose to release or let go of stuff can change their worlds. So they always say the, best, the worst that could happen is it feels like a great method. The best is your whole life can change. So why would we offer bars for the people in basically an animal practice? Well, a lot of our animal behavior or what could possibly be what we deem our animal behavior may be how we're holding on to things, how we're looking at things, how we're considering things. And if you got rid of some of your considerations around things, how much more space could that be for our animals? So that's why we offer bars for the people. Um, the EMA, which is the Energetic Magic with Animal sessions, um, are for the animals. That's actually a hands on process um, that I run. Um, it's an energy that has come to me over 12 years of working with animals. Um, I can't really describe it beyond that. Um, so, and my, my hands go where they go on the animal for those sessions, and who knows what that could change. Is it for behavior? Is it for aches and pains? Is it for a disease process? It's for whatever the animal's willing to let go of, truly. Um, We did some of the clearing statement with Rioja. Um, We can go over that and over that every show. Basically taking a little scrub brush and going back to where you locked something in place and erasing it. You don't have to understand it, and I say it very, very fast. Um, if you want more information, that's at the clearing statement, Um One of the questions that comes up a lot is can you say it in any order? And you can say it in any order. Um, I may not even say it in the same order every time. I'm not aware. I just follow the energy and it goes. Um, and then I actually had Susie Godsey in the office a couple weeks ago. For a talk to the animals intro night, because she is coming back in July for a two days beyond training class. And one of the questions in class, which was awesome, is can we podpock our animals? And we were working with a, a Sheba that was quite worked up over one of the cats in the office. Her, her what we would deem prey drive had kicked in. And there was no real connecting with her. Like she was going to get the cat and that was any and nothing else existed. And so one of the other um, participants in class is like, can we pod that behavior and change it? And Susie first said no. And then she went, wait, <laughs> that was a conclusion. Um, let's try it. And she was going through and asking the dog question. The dog is staring at the cat across the room, like not even paying attention that Susie's talking to it. And through the right, wrong, good, bad, pod pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds, or the pod of the dog, she actually started to settle. Now, did we bring her all the way back to, hey, how are you, class, looking at people and getting her back um, completely? No. So yeah, you can podpock the animal's behavior. And we're going to play around with this, I believe, on July 20th. We're going to talk about storms, like big thunderstorms, lightning, thunder, and dogs, and how that worked upness in your household. We're going to pod pox some of that I want to play with that I want to see if we can change all that or change some of that um you know who does it even belong to is it actually that animals or is it just so ingrained that oh it's thunderstorming all animals should be um shaking and afraid of them and how can we change that um when you have a behavior that is a lot for you doesn't work in your household um I No matter what it is, I tend to send people to start with is to pick up the um, Abuse for animal CD in the Access Consciousness um, bookshop, the little shop where you can buy all the CDs and books and all of that. Um, It's on the website, accessconsciousness.com. And it's now called the original Something, Something for Abuse, and it's the 35 five dollar one. And you put it on at night and you loop it, and it starts to change behavior, whatever it is. This is especially... um, easy way to work with your shelter animals, um, those that you know have been in abusive situations. Maybe for Moxie, who spent very young weeks in the hospital, um, could use some of that clearing, um, and so that would make learning new stuff more fun for everybody involved. So something to think about, something easy, something inexpensive to start with, and that you can incorporate any, at any point in the dog's life, at any training position, you know, wherever you are in training or not training or whatever is going on. Okay. I forget how much I can talk when I don't have a guest. Um, <laughs> let's go to this question in the chat room. Um, Tracy has a question about oils and animals. Um, we do use a lot of essential oils um, in our office with our animals and our people. How do you know you have to dilute an oil before using it on an animal? Generally, a good rule of thumb is you oils should be safe enough that you don't have to dilute them. With that said, there are hot oils that generally should not be used on skin, no matter what beast you are, cat, dog, horse, person. Now, the oils... In any of your grocery stores, natural grocers, anything you can buy on the shelves, you can walk in and buy, generally are not safe enough for animals. I not use them in my office. I will not use them on my animals. Um, A lot of them are cut by chemicals that are not listed on the label. If you're going to use those, please talk to your veterinarian, who most likely will not know enough to help you. You must dilute them, either with olive oil, any kind of oil, um, so hopefully they're not going to be dangerous to your animal. The two brands that are safe enough um, for dogs, horses, and cats are Young Living and doTERRA. That's it. And generally with Young Living, you do not need to dilute them. Now, with that said, to make them go farther, um, to make sure they're not overly powering the dog's nose, which can smell things, you know, how thousands the times we can dilute them. And you can use olive oil, which tends to be um, greasy. Uh, doTERRA and Young Living have their own oil blends that are really nice, and everything absorbs into the dog um, with ease, the cat with ease. Um, so that's your general rule of thumb. Coconut oil is great um, for oils. In our office, we t- all of ours are diluted, just in case we do have, because we use I don't know about 12 oils um, every between blends and doing a full raindrop on the animals before their adjustments or um, uh, adjustments or laser. Uh, that uh, where was I going? I got to, I got, I'm going to blame Keisha here. She, she's like, I find animals only require a fraction of what people do, which is true, which is why you might as well dilute them because it'll go farther and you don't need to do them neat. Um, neat is straight out of the bottle. You might as well dilute them because yeah, they'll go farther and you, and they're going to have all the components in there that are going to be effective for whatever you're treating, um, Let's go to break, and if I didn't make any sense, Tracy, there, shoot me another question, and we'll go from there. Oil got me all discombobulated.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done what would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on atizen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S., at 815 880 8255. That's 815 880 TALK. Or in Canada, 613 800 8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to Dr. Andy at harpersridge.com.
1: Hello, hello. I'm here. Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Um, I was working in the chat room a little bit. Um, I can't believe we're almost done with the show. Um, I always when I'm here by myself, um, I always think I'm never going to have enough information. So how does it get even better than that? I do want to go over a few of the classes that I have um, that I'm hosting here in Denver. um, And if any other questions come up in the chat room, we'll get to them. July 18th, um, I'm doing my very first EMA, which is Energetic Magic with Animals class. It's an hour long. It's one person, one dog, um, get comfy on the floor kind of class. We're doing it at the Domino Service Dogs um, building, which is Alameda and Wads in Lakewood, Colorado. You can register with Stephanie at harpersridge.com. And EMA is a unique way of transforming limitations into possibilities and healing for you, your animal, the world and the planet. Um, It's going to be a fun hour. I'm not sure what exactly it's going to look like or how it's going to show up or or what it's going to change. But if you're if it's if it's light for you and it kind of like, huh, I think, you know, ask your dog if they'd like to go. And if that works in your world, we'd love to have you come on out. Um, and play with us, because that's really what this hour is. It's about playing and see what we can um, change. Um, And then I mentioned Susie earlier. She was here late June to do a uh, Talk to the Animals intro night, and she is coming back July 28th and 29th. Um, I am hosting her. Animal Magic Care is hosting her, and she's doing a Beyond training. It's a two-day class. It's the first time um, and the only time she's done Um, and dog class for two days that's going to add something to all those training tools that you have, that adding of the energy behind and the adding of what can change along with all these practical training tools that you may have for your personal dogs. It is geared more... At least the beginning, it was supposed to be geared more to professional trainers, um, but I've had so much interest from my clients that you know they have three dogs, they have five dogs, um, they love the energy of this and how to get this pack to work for everybody involved. That they're really interested in in the class. So if we would love to I'd love to have you come out. Like I said, it's two days. It'll be at Training with Grace in Lakewood, Colorado. The registration's open. Go to AccessConsciousness.com, search for Susie, sign up there. On um, the classes, you're going to gain awareness of what they, what they, what your animals may be unconsciously contributing to. Um, to uh, to the training issues. What you, there we go. I'm like, this sentence doesn't make any sense. It's going to, you're going to gain awareness of what you may be unconsciously contributing to the animals training issues. Um, There's a saying in access about kids, about entities, about animals. It's never, they they are never the problem you are. Um, And if you always can remember that and check yourself, um, things might change dramatically um, in your training. You're going to learn techniques that empower, um, empower you to change or put their old training tools, change those old training tools and use a more dynamic and effective new ways or blend them together, marry them together to see how we can change um, an issue even faster. And we're going to bust some of the myths of training and expand their capacity to contribute to animals experiencing training issues. Um, So any other information, again, um, stephanie at harpersridge.com can get you more information. Um, we're also having Hanne Stigard from Denmark coming to the Village Club in Cherry Hills. This is a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider class, and we talk about a lot about dogs on the show. We get a little kitties going on. We get a little bit of horses. So this class is about the horses, and I am beyond excited about this and I do have some horse clients and I enjoy the energy of horses and if you enjoy the energy of horses which is completely different than dogs um, and want to spend more time or and more communion with them and see how that can change your life and living in ways you've never even thought of you might want to look at this class. It's a two-day class, August fifteenth and sixteenth, in Cherry Hills Village, right off of Bellevue and I twenty-five. If you're familiar with the Denver area, it's five hundred dollars. It's up on the Access Consciousness website. Go ahead, register. We'll be working on the school horses, um, and then whoever else can bring a horse. I'm, I'm not sure on the details on that. So there is a level of consciousness that the horses have, where you can, where they can give to us in a way that we haven't even begun to imagine. Something far greater than anything that anyone has ever been able to speak about. And that's from Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness. He's a phenomenal horseman, and he has developed this class. And there's only five facilitators in the world right now. And we are lucky enough to have Hane come in here to Denver in August. Um, And then Gary Douglas himself will be teaching a or facilitating a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider facilitator's training in California in January. So if you're interested in horses, you know that person that's interested in horses, maybe send them my way. Might be um, some interest there to go, again, beyond the training. Um, Go into the energetics of that horse-humanoid relationship. You can check out all the events at Harper's Ridge um, Facebook that's what, that was the missing part there. Facebook.com, Harper's Ridge. So next week, we're running down on minutes here really fast, and I did want to go over a really quick, I don't know if I'm going to get to anything. Never mind. Next week, <laughs> it's the magical, fantastical Kitties with Keisha Clark. Um, my, my lovely, lovely producer who always has Lily by her side and reminds the world, kitties are not, second-class citizens. Um, and she is a fellow radio uh, radio show host on A2Zen.fm. She is m- my producer. I have a few. I'm a very lucky girl. Um, we'll be here next week. So if you're... A cat person, or you would like to become a cat person, or you really don't get it at all. Um, why don't you come check it out? Um, they are magical and fantastical, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about kitties in probably a very different um, light than they're usually talked about. Um, and Lily will definitely um, get the information she would let like out into the world. So I want to thank everybody for joining me today on Ask Dr. Andy Anything About Animals Day. And as a certified animal chiropractor, I'd like to remind everyone that this information is provided for informational purposes only. It's not intended to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness. If you or your animal have a health concern, you are encouraged to seek the counsel of a veterinarian who is knowledgeable in your area of interest. Um, And this is generally, I have, I don't know, like a minute left. Um, I ask my guest or I'm going to ask the animals. Anything you would like the world to know. And the energy that seems to be coming up every time I ask that question, and I ask it not just on the radio show, is what contribution are these animals to our to our life and our living that we are not acknowledging? Everywhere where you're not acknowledging, how much of a contribution it can be to your life and living? Will you uncreate and destroy all that? Times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all mine, boy shorts, and beyonds. And what brilliance are you refusing that you truly could be choosing that if you would choose it would create a totally different reality for you and your animals? Everything that is times a godzillion, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all mine, boy shorts, and beyonds. Until we meet again, how much fun can you have with your animal?
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?